It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Todd Surprise, Kirk Elliott, hanging out with us as he does. Kirk Elliott, now a regular here on Mostly Motorsports. And if, if you haven't heard, these are the final two days of our daily podcast that we do here on uh, Monday through Friday because we are moving to Mondays and we will be on at 12 noon Central Time. I think that's what we decided, Kirk, wasn't it? 12 noon? Might as well keep our time slot, right? Yeah, it's just that uh, Monday's a good day to wrap up the weekend. A lot right. of events going on, and uh, it's going to be a longer show. And uh, we'll Two hours. It, right. Two hours long. And we'll put it up on the podcast, uh, just like uh, we've done for the Mostly Motorsports show. Kirk, so let me ask you this. Did I drag you out of retirement? Uh, no, not really, because this is fun. This is fun stuff that we're doing here. Right. Uh I retired from the stress. So I, I, I don't need, <laughs> I don't need to feel guilty about dragging you <laughs> out of, of, uh, I know that you want to do nothing but go to races this year. And yeah. to be honest with you, th- this is a, a, a fact for us personally. I want to go to more races this year sure. as well. A lot of big events coming up in 2023. Oh man. I am so looking forward to it, Kirk. I'm just I'm I am so excited about going to races this summer and not having to worry about staying here in this studio every day. We'll be spending more money though because of the more travel. Well, you know what? It, it's okay <laughs> though, right? It's okay. It's all right. It doesn't matter. All right, um, we're gonna have fun. That's yeah. the main thing. Right. Right. Um, I am looking forward. I, I can't tell you again how excited I am about going to Pennsylvania Speed Week. I am, I am giddy about that. I can't wait to do that. It's wait, good, that June? is going to be so much fun to go to PA and meet Marie and meet Tammy and meet all the good folks that are out there in PA and go to all the racetracks. That's going to be as much fun as anything. That is uh, late June through the 4th of July weekend. I know it. I can't wait. That first weekend, there's a lot of events going on. In addition to PA Speed Week, we've got the High Bank uh, National uh, St. Houston's, and I think Dirt Cup uh, uh, falls on that weekend as well. i, I got to say this real quick to Marie. Um, she says, at work, popping in to say Merry Christmas. Marie, Merry Christmas to you. And we hope you have a happy new year. And we're so grateful that you're such a a loyal supporter of the Racing Boys here on uh, Mostly Motorsports. She has been one of the original ones, her and Tammy and and, uh, Rick. Rick says it's really cold down there in in OKC. It is really cold here, isn't it? It's cold everywhere. I assume it's cold out in Pennsylvania as well. It was minus two when I drove in here this morning. Minus four, KCK. It's getting cold. Was it over there at your house? Minus four. But you guys got more snow here in Gladstone than I did in Piper. So. Oh really? Yeah, you got more snow, but we. 
we so the roads weren't that bad no no the roads were if you there was a one clear lane all the way here everywhere you went off ramps were vicious in places because they couldn't really you can't really hit an off ramp with this much wind because guess what it just comes right back again and so right they kind of left those off ramps to allow you to slow down on but right uh, some pretty big wrecks around this morning but what i heard on the local traffic was 30 percent less traffic today on the roads than our normal so people did oh, heed the warning wow. and stay home today. So. Yeah, there's not that much traffic out on yeah, the road at all. Yeah, not much at all. Uh, Tammy just uh, chimed in. She said, hello, boys, from a very rainy and wet Pennsylvania. Hopefully all the listeners are safe from the weather today. Well, yes. if it's rainy and wet, then it's not as cold in Pennsylvania now, as it is here. They're supposed to get it. It, it, today isn't it supposed to get down to like minus twenty four today? By the end of it, wind, at the end of the day, by six o'clock today, it's supposed to be yeah. down to minus twenty four. That's with the windshield. Windshield minus thirty one in some places in the, in our viewing area. Holy cow! But yeah, Pennsylvania, the rest of the the United States is going to get this blast. It's it's working its way. I followed somebody on TikTok last night. It was forty seven degrees somewhere in in. in um, Colorado at one point, and it dropped to 21 degrees in less than an hour. That's how fast that scooped down into parts. I like your heated jacket there, Todd. Yeah, that's, yeah. let me tell you guys. Oh, oh, Gary Ellis, he says it's minus 13 in northwest Iowa. I bet it is. Actual temperature, minus 13. Minus 13. Yeah, I saw that they were getting How would you scoop. like to be up in Montana right now? No. No. Fargo and all that stupid You know where stuff. I'd like to be right now? Arizona. Arizona. That's where I like <laughs> or to be. Or Hawaii. <laughs> Somewhere around Phoenix. Somewhere warm. Yeah, if you go to Mesa, wherever, I, I'd love to just be somewhere in Arizona right now. If you go to Donnie Schatz's hometown up there, it's got to be down around 20 below. My goodness. It is crazy, crazy cold out there today. How cold is it at Houston Speedway and Jackson Speedway? Oh, oh right my now? gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine? You have snowmobile races. Yeah, that I I can see how it'd be fun if you participating, but I cannot see as a spectator. Just no like way. this, just like this Chiefs game. You're gonna, you know, the people playing it, those big old boys. Oh that, my gosh, there's no way I go to that Chiefs game. Yeah, but the big old boys that play the ball, they they don't mind because they're hot. They're usually dying in that the, that stuff. So this to them. Playing in it and setting in it, it's two different gigs. Don't don't get me even. I would I don't know. It'd take a lot for me to get to the game. I don't know what Frog's talking about here. He said, good morning, RBs. Have you, have, you've never seen an armored car at a funeral. Can't take that shit with you, he says. It means spend that money. Spend that money. That was what he said. How much is it going to cost? That's There's never right. been a luggage rack on a hearse. That's right. That's true. <laughs> Nobody. That's what Frog was talking about. Yeah. I guess that's what he was talking about. You, you can't take your money with you. Brink, no Brinks truck following the following the hearse. This so what I was saying, we're going to spend more money. That that's means worse. you're going to be out having a good time with it. That's right. That's that's the main thing. So you better enjoy it while you got it. Right, right. And Steve, he just chimed in. He said, good morning. 10 degrees with snow and 20-mile-an-hour wind in St. Charles, Missouri. Yeah. We're the, we've got 40-mile-an-hour gusts out here You know, today. the entire state is covered right now, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, uh, the entire United States, because down in Florida, it's, it's like 31 degrees down there right now. Yeah, what do you say? Uh, Palm Beach, Florida was like supposed to get down Fort Myers 30, Beach. Or Fort Myers? Yeah. Wow. Well, if you had any place in the world to live, where would it be? 
Where would it be, Kurt? In right the world? Here in Kansas City. Right here. I'm living in it. You, you don't want to <laughs> live anywhere else. No, I don't. I like to visit other places. It'd be nice to be down in Phoenix, Arizona right now <laughs> at this time of the year. But would I want to live down there? No. I, all I'm saying is, is that I would like to live where it's warm all the time. Anybody else with me? Because to be honest with you, this cold weather sucks. I, it, yeah, it, to me, dig with you know, me neither. personally, it, it, it feels like the older I get, the colder I get. Are you with me on that, Todd? Absolutely. It's, you know, I, I, I don't hold a lot of body fat on this here little bones of mine. and Yeah, I, you're not all that big. I don't have much. <laughs> I have not much insulation to hold me down. So I've always been one of the persons that will dig the hot weather than the cold weather. Always, no matter what uh, but you've got asthma too right i've got asthma right and um so it, it, warm dry weather please, would be perfect, perfect for you arizona would be absolutely sign, perfect for you sign me up right but you, there's no way that your wife right. is going to allow right. you to move to arizona we could maybe pull off san diego for three years if my son goes to college in san diego i might be able to talk but how are you gonna miss you're gonna miss your daughter though well, if we move, if we find us an apartment in San Diego, maybe for a couple of years, maybe she'll come out there, and then we could just fly back and forth a few times and spend the rest of that. Like you said, you ain't taking it with you, so you know I love Southern California. Yeah, San Diego, Carlsbad. We lived in Carlsbad for a long, not lived, but that's our vacation. Live. Yeah, we stayed. We've been there four times, and that's. I lived in Redondo Beach. Did you know that? I did. I remember you telling me this. I lived right off of Pacific Coast Highway. Like yeah. you said, it's it's a higher. You don't want to stay there too long. It's too expensive to be, unless you can pull some money in out there. But uh, no, I I'm a I'm a warm weather person, just like probably ninety percent of the people listening right now, because right. we're all race fans and we know what the deal is. It's warm weather or nothing. Kirk Tammy said to you, she says I'm with Kirk. Was in Arizona a few weeks ago for a conference for work. It was nice weather, but it was too brown for me. I like the seasons. I like to oh, go to Phoenix. I, I like going to Arizona. Like I, I enjoy visiting down there. It's a great time. Like going to places like Las Vegas and a lot of places mm. in the country. Florida, love Florida. Would I want to live in any of these places? No. I've had. I'm living where I want to live. I've had 54 years of season change. I can take a couple years of no season change. You know what I'm saying? I, I, Me I, too, brother. I've, ex- I've experienced season change in I, Kansas City I my don't whole need life. I've, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love when each season rolls around. Would you take hurricanes over no. cold weather? I, I, and that's what me and my wife were talking about this morning. We were just talking about at least you don't deal with hurricanes. We don't deal with earthquake. I know we have tornadoes, but if you, people don't really understand, we don't really dodge tornadoes here in, in the Midwest that much. We not very often. It, it it knock on wood. It happens, but it doesn't happen. Like, but if you're on the coast, you're going to get hit by the water by the hurricane at one point or another. It's yeah. just going to happen. Yeah. I'm I, I'm like Kirk. Don't get me wrong. I like the Midwest. I love the Midwest, and sixty percent of the time, it's the best place to live. Right, 40% of the time it's really rough if you're a race fan perfect place to live Kansas City is the best place to live because you can travel within 8-10 hours to anywhere yep yeah right tons of traffic how long does it take to drive to Eldora Speedway from here what about 10 hours 10-11 hours 
Well, let's just find out, Kirk. Kirk. Ask the Siri there. But Kirk's always said for years about how you could go to any track. Yeah, I mean, you could drive north to Knoxville, three and a half hours. uh, 607 miles, nine hours, 24 minutes, Kirk. See, that's not a bad You're still under 10 hours of driving at any racetrack. And you can make it to Dallas, Texas in 10 hours. People, like you said, you can make it to Bristol in about um, 12 hours, probably. Yes. So you can go all different directions of where we're at in the central part of the country and make a lot of these places. Even driving to Pennsylvania you know, is not that bad of a drive. You know, I never thought that I would wa- say that I would want to live in Arizona, but I think I could. Yeah, I could, I could winter home there really. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> if I was rich enough, I could have me a winter home in Arizona and a summer home in the too, Midwest. too hot in the summertime for me. Yeah, and come back here in the Midwest and maybe down by the lake, have you a place on the lake. You know what would be nice is to just stay out in Arizona for the winter. Yeah, all winter. That's my winter. And then just come back here to my house in the summer. That's that's what we're saying. Yeah, that's, a lot of people do that. That's a that's how they you do it. you got neighbors here on this street that do that. I was going to say, right? you got people that head I, out. My and, neighbors across the street, Frank. They bail. And his wife, they just left after Thanksgiving. And they go down to Cape Coral area, down Fort Myers Beach area, and they stay down there. They've got a nice RV and a pickup truck, and they go down there for the winter. That's what my mom and... And then they come back in about March, April. My Good mom, for them. My mom mm-hmm. and my stepdad had purchased a house before she passed down on St. George Island down there in Florida area, and that was what they were... They were going to spend all the cold parts of the year. The three. My stepdad's an accountant, so as soon as tax season was over with, right. they were going to spend the next three months until it got warm in Kansas City. But that's what people do that have the, the big bucks. Um, maybe we need to pool our money and find us a summer home in Arizona. Well, you know, there is a... Uh, um there's a lot of racing still goes on out in Arizona during this time of year. Casa Grande, Yuma. I'm I'm not sure that Canyon's Coca Paul season's going on right now. Coca Paul right? season's going on right now. Um, Caleb he just chimed in. He says, "Let's just hope this winter storm doesn't break the Texas power grid again." You know that they, they they really got to worry about that down there. Yeah, they're doing a so. I've I've bred a little bit up on some of that. Yeah, they've made some drastic improvements, right? Over Since the, the last time yes, they got shut down. And they've down. added a lot of um, wind power and some solar power stuff that's helped them out during the summer years. Well, see, that's the problem, that, that wind turbines freeze up in the winter. And, well, but they hopefully they have this stuff. It, that it won't in 30. It will in our temperature, but not in Texas cold. That's, what about the ones out in Oklahoma? Yeah, that kind of cold's different than the cold that you get up up and D- D- dakotas you know what i'm saying the below right. zeros it you'll have to do maintenance on i've read some but i do know that th- this is the day these next three days will be the the actual truth sayer of how well this thing's going to hold up for me because they are going to get a big swoop into this even texas is going to get a big hit mm-hmm. everybody's going to get cold this weekend Nope. I I think everybody in the United States is going to be cold. Yeah, I've never seen a system. So here's the map. It covers the entire United States like it is. Here's the map right now. We're looking at it. And they call the system Winter Storm Elliot of all names. So these are actual temperatures. So you have 24 below zero up there in Montana. And uh, I mean, look at this 20, 21 below, 12 below. A couple of days ago, it was 31 degrees down there in yeah, Cape Coral. Exactly. It's going to be two below Fort in Dallas. Fort Myers Beach area. Is that, am I reading that right? 
What's two, that? two above or yeah. two below in Dallas? That's two degrees in Dallas. Wow. Well, Dallas is a little more right over here in this. Oh, yeah, yeah, more than yeah, like 19. Right, right. But Amarillo is yeah, Amarillo. Like two above. Uh-huh. But Oklahoma City's going to, like us, three, four degrees below. Colorado, Not 10 many below. people going to the big Texan today. And it, No, and if you also notice, this is the start of the front. You see, this is going to move right. to the East Coast. So everybody that's in the 30s and the next two days, you're going to be getting that as well. Well, you know what? We only had to put up with this for three or four days. So exactly. It's going to warm back up next week. Well, yesterday so was the longest day of the year. So from today on. Uh, 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 let me ask you this, Todd. You know, the Chiefs game is probably sold out <laughs> tomorrow, right? Yeah, I mean, because you can buy people your... people buy the tickets. Yeah, they're sold and they're out always out. sold out. Yeah. But how yeah. many physical people will be in the grandstands tomorrow? Do you think it's going to be under fifty thousand? That game starts at noon. It's a noon. Game it's a too. noon game too. It's going to well, be about eleven than... degrees. Here's out. here's the biggest issue. That... <laughs> that's better than being at night, isn't it? Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I if don't know. A, I, it, well, if it was a it evening, heats up later in the day. Yeah, but not on Sunday or Saturday. It ain't heating up at all this Right, week. that's <laughs> there, true. There ain't going to be no heating out at all. But you know as well as I do, Kansas City parties hard in a pregame type of atmosphere. Our pregame rituals are up there with all of the league. Yeah, but what's tailgating really like in this kind of weather? Uh, uh, it's crazy because let, they bring. Let me just tell you, because you can still sit in your car and warm up. You if can, you want and to. they bring the heated tents out. These pe- this is a different. Like you don't get the kind of tailgating that goes on now. It's a different. I'm talking full heated circus tents out there. It's nuts in the parking lot. So, yeah. but what the biggest problem is, you overindulge in the parking lot, guys. And you get in that stadium, that cold will whoop your ass after you've been drinking, yeah, and will. you won't know what happens, and, and bad things can happen in yeah. this kind of cold. My, my man, Paul, he's down there. He's staying in his trailer down there at Creek County. He says it's five degrees in Creek with horrible winds. Oh, yeah. my. Hey, Welcome to the club. If you're uh, using... He's staying in, a, <laughs> in an RV down there right now. Yeah, it's tough. If you guys are using Deal uh, DoorDash and all those things, they make sure you're tipping these guys today. Don't don't skimp on the tips. Extra tips. Because it, I know you don't want to get out in it. That's why you've ordered the DoorDash right. and had these people bring your food or groceries to you today. Take right. care of those guys. I already heard a couple interviews today about some DoorDash people not even getting tips. They've already turning down stuff. It's mm-hmm. brutal out there, guys. Take care of your delivery drivers. I'm amazed there's that many people out there that still. Well, are able to work. That. They are, and that, and I even even the pizza. If you're ordering your pizza today, yeah. take or care. Of work. Take care of your I, guys. I can't even believe that Paul's staying in that RV down there. It's got to be tough. Oh my gosh, that's got to be rough. Well, that now, Paul. Rough. Let me ask you this. He's got to roll. Do off. Do you have the water shut off right now? Do you have water running to your trailer right now? That's what I was going. Because ask. you know, I would think that it would freeze up. I unless, would too. unless you I have insulated, you keep that unless you got out. insulated lines that are. Listen, rolling. I got the old the old bus out here. It's all winterized up. Have to be. Are we going to hang on to the bus, Kirk? That's your call. You're the one that has to drive it and operate it and maintain this thing. Well, I do know. There's one. a couple things. You're I the need one to, that does all the work on it. I need to do a couple things to that thing. I need to, um, first of all. And I need to get a new generator in it because the generator that's in it right now is dead. So do you think it'd be best just to trade it in on your fifth wheel and then go ahead and 
Well, if you do that, then I got to buy a truck. Yeah. And and to buy a truck that pulls a fifth wheel. Yeah. You got to get something that's at least $25,000. Yeah. And I'm a little tight right now with my money. Kirk you're, loves it when I get tight. You're going to need that with uh, PA Speed Week. What's that? The the motorhome. You're going you're going to need that vehicle for <clears throat> you're going to go on a speed week. Well, and another thing I need to do is put a fan on the radiator of that motorhome because when it's really hot outside, it, it runs a little warm. Yeah, six months from now, it's just going to be the opposite of what we're dealing with right now. Right, <laughs> right. Um, he said, Tommy is coming to help me. I brought a insulation hose. Don't think it's working. <laughs> Laugh out loud. That's what wow. Paul's saying right now. Well, dress warm there, Paul. Yeah, be no careful. doubt. Be careful out there. Did you see the news? Lucas Oil Speedway is going to be hosting an SRX event next year. How about that? The they, final race. The final race of the six-race series, and they've moved it to Thursday nights on ESPN. Used to be on Saturday nights when CBS carried it live. Right. ESPN's got the contract now. They're going to race those events on Thursday night, and Lucas Oil Speedway is the finale of those events. Uh, that's coming up, and that's going to be on Thursday, August 17th. Yeah. How about uh, Jonathan Davenport announcing that the Double L Motorsports is going to run full-time with the Lucas Oil Late Model Series? I was kind of surprised about that. I, yeah. You know, uh, Jonathan Davenport ran a complete outlaw schedule last year. He, he did. Ran, I think all the uh, XR races, and he picked and choose all the big money races. He won the million-dollar race last year, over $2 million dollars. In winnings, you would think that he would stay with that same schedule next year. Well, Kirk, there's not a million-dollar-to-win race. There's not a million-dollar-to-win race. So he's going to go uh, race uh, the Run Lucas for Hull, the championship. Run for his fourth championship with the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Yeah, no doubt about it. There's, uh, there's still, they still have most of the high-paying races right. of any of the series, Lucas Oil Late Model Series. So uh, I found that a little bit surprising when I read that. Well, I, I, I don't because he's not chasing that million dollars. Yeah. Well, that's a big factor, not having that race right. this year. The million-dollar right. race is going to the wing sprint cars. How much does the Lucas Oil uh, Late Model Dirt Series pay to win that championship? Uh, Do it's going to pay. They added, you know, they changed the format of that, so this may be one of the reasons why he uh, elected to go with the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. They're going to run like a, a playoff style format oh, yeah. and where they paired the top 16 down after the show me 100 in may at lucas hole speedway and then they pair it down different events after that to where they come down to the final four will race for the championship at the dirt track world championships which will be held at eldora speedway this year and they've added the bonus money the prize money for the Lucas Hole Late Model Series, going to pay over two hundred thousand dollars to win the championship, the championship. Uh, next year. Another thing, uh, the SRX, they're going to be running on Thursdays, and that's going to be on ESPN, right? right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, ESPN got the contract. I like that too, by the way, because I didn't. I frankly, I didn't watch all those Saturday night right. races on CBS last year. There was too much other stuff going on, but having them on a Thursday night. I think elevates that series. Yeah. I think more people are going to be able to watch. Yeah, no doubt. All right, before we go to break, I want to remind everybody about the uh, 2023 Z06 uh, Corvette that they're going to be giving away up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum 
All the proceeds from the raffle tickets go directly to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. They need all the dollars to keep that place going and keep that thing alive up there. And, uh, again, this is a $100,000 Corvette. It's got makes 760 horsepower. It's a 5.5 LT6 V8 engine. goes from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. It's an 8-speed automatic. It's got the big brakes on it, the big tires on it. This is a real race car, folks. A street-legal race car, and you have a chance to win it. All you have to do is go to winaz06corvette.com. Win a Z06 Corvette.com. Buy you some raffle tickets. If you use the promo code PROMO20, you get 20% more tickets. Again, that's the promo code PROMO20, and you'll get 20% more tickets by purchasing uh, the raffle tickets for this brand new 2023 Z06 with the Z07 performance package on it. It's a great car. Um, you can always take the cast option. I don't know who would do that, to be honest with you. Uh, th they'll give you $75,000 in cash if you don't want the the car itself. But take the car, take the $25,000 that they're going to give you on top of it to help pay for the taxes, and, and just enjoy a beautiful Corvette. Again, this is a Z06, Z06 Corvette with the Z07 performance package on it. It's pearl white metallic, a tri-coat color, and they're going to give you $25,000 in cash on top of it to help pay for the taxes as well. And again, all the proceeds go to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. And just, just so you know, you got to buy these raffle tickets, folks, because the, the, the greatest gift that we have, I think, in motorsports is the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Would you agree with me on that, Kurt? Oh, absolutely. It takes a lot of money to operate that Hall of Fame. And, you know, I think they're still trying to pay off the Brian Clawson Sweet Tower, yep. which they've done a great job of doing. It. And this has been great fundraisers with the Sprint Car Raffle last week, won by uh, a PA person, Allen, uh, out in uh, Pennsylvania, and the Corvette, which will be drawn for next August. August 19th is when they draw for the Corvette. Right. These have been terrific fundraising opportunities to keep that Hall of Fame going up there. Bob Baker's done a tremendous job up there. Tom Schmay was the guy that really got that thing going back in the early 90s, and uh, his influence is still there. But it, it takes quite a bit of financing to uh, keep things going up there, and, boy, they do a great job. And they're going to have a great tribute to Williams Grove next year, too. That, that'll be cool. Yeah, man. That's a lot of history be, there. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, our old buddy Scotty Cook is going to join us. Uh, Scotty and I are going to be doing a pre-race show down at the Chili Bowl Midget Nationals. Um, on Monday, uh, of the our first show that we do on Monday the 9th, Scotty Cook is going to join us via Zoom, and we will be here in the studio and then as soon as that show's over, I'm going to take off and head down to uh, the Chili Bowl. And, and Scotty and I are going to do a pre-race show every day right here on RBN, the Race of Boys Broadcasting Network. It's all been brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. When we come back, Scotty Cook joins us right here on Mostly Motorsports. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer.
There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's most played getaway, Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine-hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first-class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil. It works. 
You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products for the last couple days of the of the daily show. And who better to have on today than our old buddy, Scotty Cook. Where do you know, Scotty? What's going on, bud? Is it cold where you are at, bud? You want me to tell you how cold it is here? Probably, uh, obviously, the same uh, temperature as it is there. But it's so cold here that um, while I've listened to the opening of Mostly Motorsports today, yeah, I have been walking around with uh, plastic grocery bags and a butter knife and stuffing my door jams with grocery bags. Ah, That's about how cold it is here. I'm tired of it. I'm over it, and I'm ready to get to Florida. And when you're going to leave right after the Chili Bowl to go to Florida, right? I'm probably going to. Stop back through Southern Boone County, Missouri, after the Chili Bowl, and recycle the suitcase and uh, stuff it full of flip flops and shorts, and head to Florida. Maybe, oh, I'll, I'll give it a week, maybe to recharge, and then head on down there, possibly. However, the wind blows, bud. But I'm gonna be there ASAP. ASAP. I know that because uh, I'm like you. I do not play or care to tolerate or look at or even think about the cold <laughs> in this day and age anymore. I'm tired of it, and I'm over it. Scotty, um, I know how much you hate the cold weather as much as I do, um, but you're going to be staying down there with our old buddy Eric Schrock, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ought to, uh, we, we get to see each other uh, a couple of times a year anymore or once to twice, and uh, – uh, we get to catch up down there the uh, last few years every year that he's since he's moved down there. And, wow, uh, not many got to know who that fellow is outside of central Missouri because he never traveled much. But uh, what an amazing talent he was behind the wheel of a sprint car. And uh, he most definitely earned the name Chick Hicks, the nickname Chick Hicks, if right. you recall Mr. Chick Hicks in the movie Cars, and uh, his attitude and driving style. He poor, kept more kept poor Lightning McQueen stuffed in the wall nine times out of ten, and uh, he was just a fiercely competitive uh, driver. And, and old Jesse Hockett used to say that nobody used to make him sit up on the wheel more so than old Eric Schrock. And, uh, well, we've had a lot of good times, a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, and I'm looking forward to getting down there and catching up with him. And we always go do some racing down there. And so, uh, yeah, let's get this uh, shootout chili bowl underway, and and let's get to Florida. I might end up down there myself, but, but I, I'm Bring just, it, I, bring I, it. I just might end bring up down Kirk, there. Bring Kirk, bring Todd. Right. Hey, listen. Hey, you know what? Before you go any further, yeah, I want to say the thought occurred to me while I was listening to you guys. You know, in all of our years that we've all been together, mm -hmm. I, I could not count probably on one hand the amount of times that you and Kirk and Todd and myself 
have all been on the air together at once. <laughs> and I thought, you know, when you when you uh, asked me to come on, I thought, man, how cool. I was really looking forward to it because I've always thought, you know, I'm a people person and I love communicating right. and I love hanging out with people, especially people that I know and love very dearly, very well, like I do all of you guys. And And if you stop and think, the stark contrast of the personalities between the four of us individually and collectively, mm. it's always very entertaining and fun to me to, to be able to stand and talk and visit and communicate with all you guys. So there you have it. Yeah. I'm glad to see, glad to talk to you fellas. And, uh, I miss you all to death and look forward to seeing all of you soon and there, there, glad to be on with you today. There's nothing uh, that that we, we didn't have a problem with Austin, but to be honest with you. No, not at all. Not, not at all, but uh, just so you know, but Todd and I have been together so long and Kirk and I have been together so long and you and I have been together so long that it's just natural when the four of us get together and talk, right? Pretty much, and it normally ends up in some pretty interesting <laughs> fodder that will go anywhere from Eddie Van Halen to UFOs <laughs> Zach to Wild. John Fitzgerald Kennedy to Lee Harvey Oswald. Hold on, uh, how the poor oh, oh, oh. how the poor man was a patsy, and uh, uh, I tell you what, hey, it's just uh, always entertaining. Scotty, before we get too deep into what we're going to be doing out at the Chili Bowl, yesterday you were bending my ear about Lee Harvey Oswald, and and you, you said you saw a documentary where it spelled it all out. Tell Kirk about this documentary that you saw. Well, first of all, I'll rewind and let everyone know that in all of my travels with Racing Boys, and you and I, have uh, covered 90% of those travels, 99, 98, 99% of those travels. On occasion, Kirk and I have been able to venture off um, ourselves and, and have our own adventures. And uh, years back, I believe it's been 10 years ago, maybe all, almost already, um, I have always been a, a, a very um, – diehard Civil War history buff, uh, JFK assassination, um, that whole thing has always fascinating, fascinated me, especially since um, I've been able to grow over the years and see how uh, ridiculously Big Brother pulled the wool over the whole <laughs> globe's eyes to uh, cover it all up and, and let, you you know, and and kind of shovel it, sh kind of sweep it under the rug as if it was just a, a one-off deal when when in reality it was way beyond that. And uh, it's glaring the, the things that uh, that stand out about everything. And, 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 and it relates into the, today's world to me. I mean, th these are my one-off views, honestly, and since we have time to throw them out there. Right. You know, I've always been one, Scott, you know me, to talk about bi bi what Big Brother's up to and, and Big Brother uh, oh, oh, up to oh, no good. Hold on, Scotty. Just so everybody knows, you're a truther. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You keep your eyes open, folks. That's all I have to say. Kirk <laughs> Elliott and I, not, not to get bogged down here, we had a field trip one day. We were at the Devil's Bowl, I believe. 
and we took a field trip one afternoon to Dealey Plaza. And I do believe it was the first visit I had ever made there. And since then, I've been there about, I believe, about four or five times since because I just can't get enough of it. Mm -hmm. But Kirk Elliott and I, after he bought my ticket to go up into the Sixth Floor Museum, we uh, we went through the museum and saw all about how Lee Harvey Oswald did it. And, oh, my gosh, yada, yada. I didn't want to hear all that stuff. But anyway, <laughs> we got done in the building. And we still had a little bit more time, so we went out and went and, and walked around the grassy knoll. We went up to the picket fence. Uh, we went out in the street where the X marked the spot, and we went out on the in the middle of the, the plaza and just took it all in. And probably for no less than 90 minutes, not including the, the before and the after, the trip there and the, the trip back. But while we were there, Kirk and I debated and argued friendly uh, that entire time uh, about, uh, about Lee Harvey Oswald and the lone gunman and, and the conspiracy theory, and it went back and forth. And, and this has continued forward for all these years, 10, 10, to, 12, 10 to 12 years now. And, and so... Uh, to uh, to fast forward to today, a year ago, I told Kirk while I was down in Florida, speaking of my buddy Schrock, we were down while we were down there, I saw a two-hour documentary that was underground, and I couldn't even bring the link up, but I wanted him to watch it, man. I've been trying forever to get Kirk to open his eyes about all of this ridiculousness. Mm. And uh, I couldn't get him the link. Well, you know, my fascination... I'm still watching the stuff, and uh, the, the, the anniversary was just uh, uh, last month, and uh, I came across a seven-hour documentary that I'm in the middle of, and uh, I'm about halfway through it, and it, uh, it was made in the 80s, and it breaks it all down, just like the one I saw in Florida last year did. Uh, it names the gunman. It names where they were positioned it names who did it besides the grand master wizard of it all mr uh, uh what was uh, uh lyndon baines johnson you better watch that old sneaky snake so uh yeah so at, <laughs> one year ago kirk elliott told me yeah yeah i'll watch it i'll watch it i'll watch that and so i never could get him the link well what i'm watching now is available for your eyes mr elliott on youtube and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to uh, make a promise in me that you would watch it. Uh, only difference is what I wanted you to watch last year was two hours. This one's seven hours. But uh, <laughs> I got to get through to you, Mr. Elliot. This is ridiculous. This has gone off on long enough. So there you have. It. Yeah, I I've watched the uh, all of the. Uh, you haven't watched this documentary. Not this documentary probably, but I've watched most of them. I've read all know. the books, it's, Scotty. It's, it's, this one is called, just so you know, since you're going to have to watch it, this one is called The Men Who Killed Kennedy. I've seen notice that the one. Word, notice the word men, plural. Men. The men who killed I, Kennedy. I've seen that documentary, Scotty, a long time ago. All right. That, 25 that's years a, ago. That's enough politics. Hey, hey, Scotty, I'll leave you with this. You and I both looked out that 6-4 window together down on the street. 
We it's did. not that far down there. It's not as far as you think, the light of sight that Oswald had when he shot Kennedy. They've, they've, okay, tra they've traced the gun it, back to him, to the bullets back to the gun that he bought. They've got more evidence against Lee Harvey Oswald than O.J. Simpson had when he <laughs> committed his murder. You're out of your mind. And I'm going to leave you this before we wrap this up. Never in the history of uh, what they call the bullet, uh, <laughs> never in the history of a traveling bullet has it caused what it impacts to fly the opposite direction. My case is closed. Now let's talk some hey, I just want to say one more thing. JFK was a great movie. I, oh, I thought was it was great entertainment. Oliver Stone, great, great movie. Hey, I don't agree with a lot of its conclusions, but it, it was one of the best movies I've ever seen. Hey, Scotty, do you— I love you, Kurt. Do, do you uh, do you remember the time when we were driving and we were in uh, somewhere in New Mexico? And do you remember when we had to take take the detour because the traffic was at a dead stop on the mountain, and we had to drive around the mountain to get off the mountain, and we almost got hit head on by a semi. Do you remember that? I do, I do, I do. That was uh, that was one of one of two times in all of our travels that my life flashed before my eyes, and I, I literally, honestly thought that I was going to die. To die. Right. And so why is it you two are still around? Because he had the right driver. <laughs> that wasn't just luck uh, yeah. now, right? Well, old Arca, old Arca stock car driver with me, bud. We was all right. Yeah. We, we weren't going nowhere. Yeah, Scotty almost got drilled down in Mesquite, Texas one time. Come, uh, a pickup Ooh. truck coming out of a parking lot. It it might have killed Scotty. It wouldn't have killed me, though. How do you know I, I that? I still don't know how that I still don't know how that dude missed us. Or how, how do you know that, that, Scott? Dude. Because you had the right driver, Scotty. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We probably wouldn't have turned out the same if Kirk had been driving. I'll say that much. No, we'd all be dead if I was driving. You would, you would have got drilled. Hey, uh, Scotty, uh, how about um, our old buddy, Ocaz, that was over there at Lucas Oil Productions? passing away what'd you think about that greg Cazzo? Man, man 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 well what i thought about that um you know unfortunately i never got to know the man very well outside of obviously crossing paths a million times in the infield over the last 10 years throughout the duration of shootouts and chili bowls and um what what I got to know about the man is what I respected about uh, him was his what he was there to do, his his purpose and demeanor. Um, I have an absolute deep love and passion for any human being who lives to make people laugh, bring people joy, warm people's hearts, make people smile, and that's what he did and he did it very well and the people there in the expo always received him very well and i think uh not only at the expo he was he was received well 
wherever he went. No I doubt. never saw him where he interacted with another human being where he didn't make them smile or laugh. And to me, uh, in the grand scheme of things, that's what life is all about. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I just hated to to hear about it. And, you know, it's I don't know. It's like, you know, the older you get, it seems like the more people past that you know and and right. it really every time it just kind of it's almost like you want to it's almost like you 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 make a, a a tally on a sheet or or a mental tally it's like man you have to not you have to appreciate every waking moment every right. breath every hour every minute every second and everyone that that you're you're dear to man you just have to you have to make make the most of it and, and run with the ball. And, and he was that type of person. I think it was just a shame of his passing and, and uh, he wasn't a very old dude at all. Yeah. Kazo was just everywhere. You'd see him everywhere. And he was an, down, he was an entertainer oh, man. Yeah. and going down to the, uh, he was a big, he, he was a real big asset right. to Forrest Lucas. I, I will believe that. No and, doubt. And not seeing him at the expo is it, that, that's, that's going to really hit not seeing him around. No doubt. Indeed. He was received well by the Expo crowd. I do know that, especially on Saturday afternoon when the uh, when the electricity was ramping up on, on championship day every year. He always had a, a knack to uh, get them all wound up, especially the top row rowdies over in turn number two. He yeah. did more to, pr- to promote Lucas Oil and MAB TV than about anybody else no doubt right yeah that's why i say he was such a huge asset to forrest i I think they're all going to miss him a lot and the motorsports is going to miss him a lot he was a great man scotty um let's let everybody know that uh, you and i are going to be doing a pre-race show uh every day before the chili bowl on racing boys um and and we've been wanting to do this for some time now um, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a little table and we're going to set up and we're going to have some guests on with us. Yeah. You know, and with the help of, uh, you and Kirk and, and especially Todd surprise, um, on the production end, I've been able to, uh, do it the last couple of years, utilizing, uh, the racing boys platform since the, uh, right to drop live mentions and supporters, on a live broadcast was taken away that I was so cherishable over for the last 15 years toward you and Kirk. I I so appreciated that all those years and to be able to have a plan B and an alternate source to, um, you know, give some great supporters, some, uh, some spotlight and, and, and spotlight some amazing talented individuals and, and recap everything that's going on. You know, it's been fun to do it, but um, I'm really looking forward to this year's because like you say, you know, you and I have have wanted to do it together for a while. And this is going to be the first opportunity for either one of us to be able to sit down and, and do that. And especially have the time to do it, obviously in years past, we've uh, all of us, all four of us have been spinning in, spinning in uh, spin cycle uh, amidst the grind of the shootout in the chili bowl. And so now it's really going to be cool to be able to just breathe, not be under the gun, not be under the clock and just, uh, hammer out some good stuff and, and do what you and I have been able to do best over the years. And that's just sit and shoot the shit. 
Yeah, here's no doubt about this. Um, Scotty, I'm just going to say it out loud, and and I don't care who it pisses off, to be honest with you, but it's a major loss to the broadcast of the shootout, more so the shootout than maybe the Chili Bowl, because you work so good with those kids, and it's, it's a major loss. Well, I have to say, man, that I, I, I <laughs> you know, I just, uh, I, I, I've told you, I've told you many times before, uh, in all of the work that's been done in that building and, and uh, on broadcast, endless. I don't even know how many there have been, but I think I counted sixteen to seventeen chili bowls, thirteen, fourteen shootouts, times however many days per event. That's a ton of ton of broadcasts, and I cherished every one of them mostly because uh, of the interaction with the kids, and um, you know at the shootouts and and I my my relationship and 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 how I interact with kids. I think one you 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 are aware that probably my only regret in life is that I was never able to have a kid myself and it all stems from the relationship that I have with my father and how he treated myself and my brothers, not only us and my sister, but the way he treated all kids, I was always fascinated by it because he was such a a a a, a jokester, a prankster and mm-hmm. and he was one of those types of people that I described earlier, one that live to make others smile and laugh and warm their hearts, especially kids. And so I think the longer that I went along in life and that I was not able to have any kids of my own, not that my fish didn't swim, it just never happened. Uh, (laughs) I, I, I just have a huge appreciation with kids and especially since I, I was never able to have one. And so those years of being able to uh, interview those kids and uh, uh, get the bites from them as they get out of those cars, as filled with as adrenaline, as much adrenaline as they could possibly have, as excited as they could possibly be, and the unknowing of what's coming after you throw whatever you throw at them and put that mic in front of their face, and it's just total freestyle it's not formatted it's not it's totally off the cuff and you have no idea what's coming back and and really those interviews with with the kids and all of those years uh, you know it, it, it the truth goes back a lot to the to the old television show kids say the darndest things right, right. you don't ever know sometimes they'll ramble sometimes they'll turn into an award winning Emmy entertaining uh, entertainer and other times you get a deer in a headlight. And then those are the times that make you earn your money because you're going to have to pull something out of them. And so just in a nutshell, I'll, I'll miss that most this year. Um, The camaraderie and the respect. uh, The one thing that not related to the kids, but the adults for the chili bowl, 
the one thing that's blown me away over all these years of doing all these broadcasts down there, obviously the Chili Bowl being the melting pot of the most talented drivers uh, in all of motorsports under one roof for about five days a year. And the one thing that overwhelmed me and that I cherished the most out of all those years was the unbelievable respect that I got from unbelievable amount of respect that I got from all drivers from the likes young, old, old, long in the tooth. There aren't many that were just outright. I can't name one. I don't think I don't dare that I name him, but right. I probably don't care to ever interview him again. But for the most part, you know what? Like, the unbelievable amount of respect I got from my peers, the drivers, that sticks to me to this day. And it's probably one of the things that I cherish the most out of all these years. So the kids, I'll miss interviewing the kids. I'll miss uh, the camaraderie, the respect, and, and sharing the respect, and, and just being in the passion and the heat of the moment. Um, I'll miss that a lot. And yeah. uh no harm, no hard feelings, no harm, no foul to to the folks to for but, making their. Go ahead. But the good thing about it is, is that you're going to be on the PA um, during well, the shootout, I, right? I, I was going to go to the flip side of that. First of all, the good thing is, uh, it will wipe out twelve to fifteen hour a day broadcast that kicked all four of our butts all of these years. You talk right. about a butt kicking deal, especially the shootout. Man, all four of you guys, all three of you guys can attest uh, to what to what a butt kicker those broadcasts are. So no doubt, it'll be good to to free up some time and and do some different things. So far as the different things, yeah, you and I are going to do the um, daily uh, pre race show. We'll do the first one. Uh, we'll zoom in with you guys on Monday, and then you'll be on site, and we'll knock out the rest of the week down in Tulsa. Um, uh, so far as the shootout, uh, things are still developing, but as it looks now, it appears as though I will be doing uh, trackside work over the house with a wireless, which hasn't been done, I don't believe, in years past at the shootout. And um, I'm not at bay to say about what's going to, to develop um, – for the Chili Bowl just yet because it all hasn't uh, developed or materialized just yet. But uh, I'm pretty eager and anxious for uh, the Chili Bowl potentially work coming up. Uh, that'll be something that I've really wanted to do for a long time. And on top of all of that, on top of the show, on top of the trackside housework, um, I will also be doing what I've been doing for the last four or five years, uh, social media check-ins for the shootout and for the Chili Bowl. There'll be check-ins. There'll be impromptus. There'll be walk walkthroughs. There'll be interviews. There'll be just whatever appeals to the eye and whatever I think would be uh, most appealing to, to, for people to see at any point in given time throughout the duration, duration of both of those events. So, uh, in a nutshell, I have uh, two great big thank yous, one to send out in, in a package to all three of you guys individually, Kirk and Scott for providing the platform, Scott for 
for sitting in and helping with the show coming up. And Todd Surprise, some uh, uh, unbelievable, wonderful production assistance. And uh, the uh, second big package of gratitude that I really, really, really have to send out to not only Matt and Ashley Ward, who just like you, Scott, have become like uh, we've never determined if they're younger siblings or mm. or kids uh, to in, in my relation, but regardless, they're an extension of my my family and and young Maximus Ward and not only those two, but the entire Han family. I flashback on the last. Uh, 10, 15 years, and just like you guys, I am so very, very grateful for the work that I'm doing, and, and none of it would be possible if it weren't for the entire Han uh, family. And uh, with that, um, I'm just grateful. Love all you fellas, and, and I love the Hans. I love Matt and Ashley, and I'm just glad that, you know, when, uh, when uh, the powers that be, decided to shift gears and go in a different direction that the people who have been not only by my side all these years, they've been by your side as well. Um, they're there as they have been before to provide an alternate plan B. And, uh, and, I'm, I'm very, very grateful for Mr. Matt Ward for that. So, uh, uh, let's get this year's underway and let's uh, have a lot of fun down there. And then we'll, uh, put it in the memory bank, and then we'll get to Florida. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, uh, who are the big names to watch out for at the shootout this year? Well, you know, Kirk, there are some uh, – it's really been cool. You know, I've never been one – I still haven't – I shouldn't say it, but I still haven't wholly embraced the passion of micro racing. Um, I do it. Uh, because it's a part of the work, and I do love it. Uh, obviously, I love the the kids. I love interviewing the kids. Um, but so far as um, you know, the talent. It's really cool to see the, uh, the the kids grow up and how quickly they progress. And you know, it wasn't long ago that uh, names like Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell were there. Just like these kids coming into the event for the first time, bright-eyed, big-eyed, uh, overwhelmed with everything they saw with huge hopes and ambitions. And so it's really cool just to see the, the talent, the blend of talent, the young talent come together and progress. And with that, I will say I can, I can name off a couple of uh, young people that you want to keep your eyes on. Um, coming into uh, this year's shootout, namely one out of uh, Alamogordo, New Mexico. He was born there, and now he resides in Lubbock, Texas. One young rider, McCutcheon. What a cool story. When I was invited to Vado, New Mexico, to work out at the Vado Raceway Park by Mr. Royal Jones, I met a dude from Alamogordo, who was a sprint car driver out there, one hell of a sprint car driver, winner to wear it, hang it in the fence. By the way, I saw him hang it in the fence on the white flag uh, leading the race one night there. And uh, his name is Kyle McCutcheon. And Kyle is one hell of a wheel man. Well, when I left Vado after my one season there, 
the following season, I, I had the blessing and the opportunity to meet um, Kyle's uh, beautiful wife, Brittany, and his awesome young son, Ryder. Ryder was 11 years old when I met him in 2019. When I left the following year, Kyle put Ryder in a cruiser class stock car. Now, mind you, the boy is barely uh, tall enough to see over his kitchen sink, and his dad puts him in a full-blown sedan cruiser car where dad can ride with him and coach him. The kid went out that season and won like five races, and he won the cruiser championship at 12 years old at barely four foot nine and a half. Uh, The following season, he put him in a micro. And the boy has been burning it up ever since. Well, he started him in a junior sprint. Well, now he's bumped him up into a restrictor, and he has been absolutely on fire. And uh, a lot of fun to watch. And uh, so he'll definitely be one to watch. And and there are a lot of uh, young, talented uh, kids coming up, you know, out of the junior sprints uh, that are graduating into the – restrictor class that'll be fun to watch that there's a little kid who's quite feisty uh his name's jet hayes he is a now 600 competitor and uh that boy will be one to watch he uh i believe won a, a junior strip junior sprint ju- driller a few years back he'll be competing in uh the restrictor class as well uh your fr- frank floods your your ben worths um Man, you could just go on and on and on. and A lot of talented uh, be, drivers. Yeah, you couldn't even begin. I mean, there there are so many talented drivers. And and I think the, uh, the storyline of the Chili Bowl this year is going to be on the note, right on cue of the note of, of talent and young talent graduating. Um, obviously, you know, the storylines abound that, that – uh, Larson's not going to run and Bell's not going to run, but, uh, well, you know, the fans of those drivers will miss watching them there, but you are not going to get shorted on talent because no doubt. the usual suspects will be there and they'll be there mixing it up every single night along with an unbelievable blend of, uh, amazing, talented up and coming drivers. Uh, Emerson Axum, uh, Anton Hernandez, uh, Tanner Thorson. The list goes on and on and on of very young drivers that that'll be mixing it up in not only the shootout and the Chili Bowl. Craig, Always uh, fun to watch both of them. Craig Ronk and uh, Jeffrey Newell are the defending uh, outlaw class champions from last year. Indeed, yeah. and, and Emerson Axum. Remember, he fell just short of winning last year. Who uh, so, Emerson Ax- Emerson yeah. Axum? Right. Well, he had a he had a hell of a run going, and uh, I think he was running second to Newell on the white flag lap, and they got man. I, I struggle recalling, but uh, uh, why he, he came quite close to doubling up. He did win the uh, stock non-wing <laughs> class, and he just came that close. He almost doubled up. Axum did. Well, yeah, he was coming off of turn four, and he and Newell were drag racing to the line. Newell coming off the bottom, 
And I think uh, the quarters got a little close there as they were drag racing, and Emerson ended up tripping over his uh, right front after they banged wheels at the flag stand and took one hell of a ride down into turn one and come up just short at the line. It was a big, big, big ride, as big as you want to see in that building in a micro or a midget. And uh, I tell you what, there is one uh, young driver that uh, you of many, many, we keep talking about so many young, talented drivers, that one above and beyond many others uh, is one that you're really going to want to keep your eyes peeled on. He is an amazing, talented young man out of the state of Indiana, and he has turned some heads by all means and did some really good time uh, behind the seat of the uh, Clawson uh, race car last year competing with the uh, USAC Sprint Car Series, and uh, he, will be, he will be one to watch this year as well. Uh, one that I failed to mention who's had an unbelievable season, whether it be with a wing on top in a 410 Sprint Car in a midget, it doesn't matter. You throw this kid in the cockpit, he's going forward, he's going forward fast, and he is one young Ryan Timms out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. No doubt. I yeah. met Ryan at the uh, shootout about six years ago, and um, what a unique, humble, kind, quiet young man he is, and he is fiercely competitive behind the wheel of a race car. And I'd say two years from now, you take the names of Emerson Axum and Ryan Timms, uh, those will be the rising stars of let alone open wheel racing. They're solid candidates one of these days, to race on Sunday afternoons or wherever uh, NASCAR runs. And uh, it's funny, I've teased Ryan all along. Uh, you know, I've, I've always told both those boys, especially Ryan, I stay in his ear, it, whatever you do, forever, forever, forever remain humble. Don't get a little chip on your shoulder. Don't be cocky. Be the person you are. Let your talents back up everything and always be humble. And, uh, I, and then I'll tease him and tell him to, to uh, manage his money wisely when he, when he uh, gets, gets that offer and gets to that. And he, and he always says, oh, I, don't, I, I really I want to drive a sprint car the rest. I want to be a sprint car driver. <laughs> yeah, nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Say, well, yeah, you want, you want to drive a sprint car until that contract falls in your, that first contract falls in your lap. Right. to sign for more money than you've ever seen in yeah, your life. Yeah, he's going to so, be a full-time midget and, driver now. Say again? He's going to be a full-time midget driver for Keith Koontz in that 67 yeah, now. Yeah, he's joined the Keith Koontz camp, and now I say to anyone who's a uh, USAC midget uh, fan that you're really, really going to be entertained this season if everything pans out. Um uh, there will be a night in and night out shootout between Ryan Timms and uh, Michael Buddy Colfoyd. It'll be one to watch. That'll be good. All right, Scotty, man, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports today, buddy. Um, like look- I told you, I was looking forward to it, and I love every one of you guys. And uh, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And uh, stay inside, stay warm. And uh, we'll get these events underway and have a good old time here over the next couple of weeks. And uh, for any and all that's listening or watching, we'll see one and all down at the uh, beautiful Tulsa Expo Center. If we miss you down there, we'll uh, see you in Florida. 
And if we miss you down there, we'll see you on the Lucas Oil American Sprint Car Series in 2023. And before I sign off, I want to send out a very, very, very special thank you to uh, my buddy Terry Maddox for um, tucking me under his wing and and uh, providing me work last year. I had a lot of fun with him and Angie, and uh, I'm very grateful for him and looking forward to going into 2023. He kind of added, he kind of altered, modified my, my duties that I've been used to right. over the last few years. He kind of turned me into a slash official that I never – uh, signed up for, but you know what? It's all good and it's all well, and everything's worked out well. We're having a lot of fun it, with them, and I'm just grateful for them. It's better than not working. Absolutely. Right. I'd like to see you off site. One thing I've never done, and Tulsa says, see you off site from the expo center. I got time to do that now, Scotty. Hang, just hang mean? out what with you, you off site. I just want to hang out with you at some establishment off-site. Let's go have a drink with Scotty Cook. Scotty doesn't drink as much as he used to. Well, I don't drink as much as I used to, and and in all my years with you, Kirk Elliott, I don't know. (laughs) I cannot recall ever having an adult beverage, alcoholic beverage with you. But we got to change Maybe that. Maybe around you, quite possibly. But <laughs> right. right. You. We got to change had, that, Scotty. I've never been with you where you consumed alcohol. Well, you'll have to do it down there this year at yes, the Chili sir. Bowl. All right, Scotty. I Merry Christmas to that. you, Scotty. Are you, Kirk, are you saying you're going to have a sit down and have a beer? Yes. Oh, my. What in the hell? What the world's coming to, guys? Right. No doubt. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Yes. I appreciate you. I love you. And we'll see you all soon. All right, buddy. See you later. Merry Christmas. Be well. Merry Christmas to you, Scotty. Yes, sir. You all as well. All right. There you have it. Scotty Cook joining us here on the show. He's one of a kind. He is. Can you imagine traveling with that guy for 12 years? No. (laughs) I did travel with him to the Short Track Nationals one year, though. That was that one was race, fun. Kurt. Could you one imagine race. traveling with him for 12 years? Right. 2010, never will forget it. You had to go race your truck somewhere that weekend, and I went yeah. down. Scotty and I went down there to handle the broadcast. Um, so just announced, uh, the next voice of the world of outlaw late models will be Ruben Morales. That makes sense. It does. I expected that. Yeah. We're going to miss Rick Eshelman for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we talked about this last year. Ruben Morales, who was the voice of the uh, Summer Nationals, all those races on the Summer Nationals tour, that he would be the guy to step in to, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know how you ever fill the role of Rick Eshelman, but he would be the yeah. guy to do that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Congratulations to him. Good, good, good job. Great we'll, we'll try to get him on here before too Absolutely. long. Right. All right, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Um, again, we, we will return with Track Talk on January 7th, 2023, and mostly motorsports returns on January 9th. We're going to be here tomorrow, that, right? Yeah, we'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. One more day. It'll be our final day. That's right. One more day. Our daily show right here on Mostly Motorsports. We hope that everybody joins us tomorrow. We hope we get a big audience tomorrow as well. Who are we going to have on tomorrow? Do we know yet? It's, might it's be just probably a, just going to be us. Might be just a final Friday is what we might call it. Might and, just be the final Friday. And it will open the phone lines up. Phone Tur- Friday. We'll open those final lines up. And if anybody wants to call in and wish anybody a Merry Christmas on that, we can Frog, do that. Frog, we want you to call in, too. 
Yeah. Lloyd Collins, you didn't get to come in. You can get, call. Get, give us some calls tomorrow, phone Friday tomorrow. Yeah, we were hoping to get Lloyd up here, but the weather is so bad traveling down there, so we yeah. just schedule that. Or maybe we get we'll Lloyd get him on another time. Yeah. yeah. No doubt about it. All right. I want to thank uh, producer Todd Surprise, my partner Kirk Elliott, for uh, everything that they do for me here on Mostly Motorsports. Uh, one more day of the Daily Show, folks. And um, I just can't wait to uh, make the announcement to who our new sponsor is going to be on Mostly Motorsports. Again, it will air on Mondays at 12 noon Central Time. And it'll be right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Again, for Todd Surprise, for Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer. We'll see you tomorrow, the final day of the daily show, right here on Mostly Motorsports. We'll see you tomorrow.